In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Hey guys, welcome to your Wednesday edition of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. How are we? We have made it halfway through the week. Uh, it is hump day, um, and uh, that's that's just that's what we call it, hump day. That's There's nothing weird there. Sorry, I'm just, you know, and there's nothing satanic there, Brandy Redmond. Do not worry about that. I just got finished watching Real Housewives of Dallas. Did you guys watch that? Brandy is just, and, and this is even separate from what she's going through with her husband. If you guys have been online, uh, I talk about this with my guest later in the program, but her, uh, her husband seems to like to go to packed clubs and make out with other ladies that aren't his wife. And I know you're like, what? A man do that? But yeah, it looks like that's him. It looks like Brandy's got a lot more uh, problems to worry about than than Tiffany Moon. And I mean, Brandy is potentially having one of the craziest flameouts I've seen in Housewife history. She, once again, it, it just it's very frustrating. She today uh, kind of was judgmental with Deandra because listen, I'm not a big shaman fan. Like, is anybody a big? I mean, I don't dislike shamans, but I'm not out there searching for shamans. Uh, but I don't, but also I would be down to work with a shaman, you know, but to say that it is potentially satanic and not what Jesus wants, that is completely bizarre to me and seems completely to be a real huge issue for Brandy. She kept saying this episode that she does everything through Jesus and prayer. And I, I understand that and appreciate it, but I can't believe all of that stuff she says. And then she gets wildly drunk. She seems like she has a lot of issues in her life. And it's like, is Jesus at any point stepping in on any of this? Or is it, can we all blame it on the shaman? Sorry to be so judgmental so early in the show, but tonight's Dallas episode was great. And I will be doing a full recap of Real Housewives of Dallas. The last two weeks with my friend Kate Legeko, uh, we couldn't get it together this week because uh, Kate had to have sushi today, she said. She had to, no, I mean, it just didn't work out for multiple reasons. Well, one of the reasons it didn't work out, you guys, I am on, I'm going to be on Dana Wilkie's podcast in a couple weeks, I think, and we recorded it today. Dana Wilkie, of course, you guys remember Real Housewives of Beverly Hills legend with the sunglass with the glasses, twenty five thousand, and Dana Pam. Remember when he was? I was on her podcast today. It was great. Um, but uh, anyways, just I've got I've got to be better at scheduling. So. That will be out on the Patreon Thursday. You'll have two Dallas recaps out there. Also, it, it, like I said, go go support uh, me, support what I'm doing. We got Real Housewives of Miami. We have the third episode recap will be out tomorrow afternoon with Maritza Lopez. Um, and also go back and listen to all these episodes I've been putting out. Uh, there's just so many great interviews. Did you guys like Samuel Burke yesterday? I I just loved him so much, and I, I got a couple comments today that I really appreciated and that they were going to go check out his show, and that really, really excited me, and I really appreciate you guys doing that. Um, but yeah, the Brandy stuff I will get more into tomorrow as more information comes to light, you know, like a real investigative journalist that I am. Because uh, I do want to play a couple clips from a podcast called Call Her Daddy, where they had uh, somebody had written in saying they had slept with a uh, Real Housewives of Dallas husband. So who knows? That could have been Brandy's husband. But I do, I do want to remind people that you know most guys, most of these, most of the husbands of the housewives have. I sit down, just just be prepared for what I'm about to say. Have probably cheated on on the housewives. So yeah. I mean, just no matter if you like them or not, there is a good chance that has happened. So just emotionally prepare yourself. I would hate to see anybody 
uh, cry over something like this. So more uh, info will come to light, and I'll talk more about this on uh, Thursday's episode. Today, we have just an amazing guest. Uh, you know her as at Brands by Bravo, B-R-A-N-D-S-B-Y-B-R-A-V-O. And she's great. She has uh, an amazing account, just at 25,000 followers. Uh, I think we started around the same time, and she is just, she's great. She's funny. She's positive. Um, she likes wine. I mean, there, I could, I, I could keep listing the great things about her. And this conversation we have is just a blast. I'm telling you guys, it's like, these are the conversations that Bravo lovers have, and you're going to feel like you are in a car with us and you're trying to sleep, but we keep talking about amazing things. So you stay up. That's what this conversation is. We kind of go around the world, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, uh, Southern Charm, Winter House, Summer House, all of the houses. Um, we talk about her account. We really hit all of it. The only thing we didn't get a hit, and she reminded me afterwards, is we forgot to talk about one of our other loves. It's a TLC show called Welcome to Plathville that she is a big fan of, and so am I, and we did. We forgot to talk about that. So next time we'll hit that. The one last thing I want to bring up before we get into the, uh, the interview is... We have um, what I like to call a renaissance man on our hands here. Mr. Craig Conover from Southern Charm has announced something huge. He is not only a pillow prince, but now, folks, I don't know how this is this works. I really don't know. And at first, I thought this was a prank so bad, and I thought my friend was pranking me. I thought two of my friends were pranking me and made a website and made a post, and then they had me repost it, and I thought this, this is a big prank. But it looks like it is real. Craig Conover has the Conover Law Firm. Uh, there is a website that you can fill it, put your information in. There is uh, the, the Instagram post is great. It's him looking directly at the, the camera, just very sultry. He's got like a it's like a light pink suit with a blue tie. And it says Conover Law Firm. Don't get run over. Call <laughs> call Craig Conover. Call, call Conover. That's hysterical. Don't get run. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you may have seen me on TV, but my clients know me as their personal injury lawyer. Conover Law Firm can help you with your personal injury or workers' compensation case. So this guy is just on fire. He has a pillow company. He's going to open a brick and mortar on the same street in Charleston as Leva's Republic. And I do know for a fact that is happening. Um, and obviously, if you get hit in the greater Charleston area, you can go to Conover. That's He's going to have all your needs. I have a good feeling you might get hit by Craig uh, with how he drinks. And then he'll be able to represent you against himself. That's how good this is going to be. Um, and I know a lot of ladies and probably a lot of guys out there are going like, oh, I'd let I'd, I'd get run over to work with Craig. Think about that. You'd still be heavily injured and you wouldn't be able to do anything with your body and his body because you would be probably in a chair and in some kind of hospital bed. Um, but I think I, if anybody wants to just start fill, filling in a bunch of names and uh, things, let's see who gets back to you. You know, I don't want to do it because I already have other legal issues. But if you guys want to get in there and and um just see who calls you back because it wouldn't be great if austin calls you know and you can just tell because of his big muppet mouth so this is this is really shocking news because a lot of us we also know craig as somebody that has not passed the bar so i know for a fact uh that you you need to pass the bar supposedly to practice law but we'll find out we'll see maybe he he's not aware of that fact i don't know we'll we'll uh 
we'll see. But it's an exciting time for Craig. I'm very supportive of him, and I'm sure all the— But isn't it weird that he announced this on the same day that Shep's book came out? Seems like stealing a little bit of Shep's thunder, huh? A little spotlight? Uh, we'll see more about this, but I, at first, I swear to God, I thought this was a prank for a good hour, and then I saw that this account Craig follows— like Craig follows this account. So I was like, there's no way he would just randomly follow this account. The only thing that threw me off though, if you go to Craig's account, he doesn't have anything about being a personal injury lawyer on his personal account yet. So a little, but maybe he's busy finishing up uh, winter house. It looks like him and Austin are at uh, Ch- Cipriani in downtown New York with uh page and Hannah. And they're all having a big dinner. He really, Craig does really have a delightful smile. Doesn't he? Um, you guys, here we here we go. Uh, have a great Wednesday. This is her name is Danielle, but we like to call her at Brands by Bravo, and here she is. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. How did it go so fast? I know how it went so fast because there is so much going on in pop culture and Bravo and all of the things that we love to death. And today we are lucky enough to have somebody that loves it just as much, if not more than we do. Uh, you know, her name is, let me, her name is Danielle, but you know what? You probably, you might not even know. You'd be like, Danielle, who's Danielle? You might know her better by what I say is her stage name. Uh, I'll I'll announce that in a second, but her Instagram account just celebrated 25,000 followers, which really is a huge number because, you know, we all started from that zero spot. So that is to be celebrated. And it's not, uh, it's not just given out. uh, You can't just get 25. I mean, you can buy 25,000, but I know she didn't do that. It's the work you put in. It's the memories associated with these shows that we love. It's the associations she makes. Uh, You know, there are so, I mean, this really is uh, an app, Instagram, and her account especially, that brings me personally a lot of joy, and I know you guys as well. If you don't know about her, you're about to know way more about her today. Uh, it's Danielle, or as we really like to know her, at Brands by Bravo. How are you, Brands? Hi, I'm good. Someone <laughs> actually thought my name was Brandy and commented something. It was like, well, Brandy, when they were like, Telling me an opinion, I thought. Well, well Brandy, well, Brandy, like I was like, that's not my name, but I kind of like that. Would be that. cool if your middle name was By and your last name was Bravo. <laughs> like, I think that, that was like Brandy by Bravo or something. Because you know, it's like <laughs> there's a lot of people have like uh, Bravo by Bob or like you know names like that. So maybe that's I sometimes how wish I had put uh, Bravo in my username. Just because I feel like I might get uh, get some more of that uh, sweet Bravo merch from Bravo when they when they I feel like they give it if if you're if there's a Bravo in your account they're more likely to give you swag and I so I I feel like I should be like so Bravo it's good or so Bravo it's good true well branding is a whole hard thing branding and brands by Bravo because I made the name and have one intention for my account and then I abandoned that like a month in never changed my name and it, I've thought of changing a few times but I think uh, I'm sticking with it. I did a poll actually because I was so indecisive <laughs> on it but I think Wait, I have so to what, stick with it. 
you were on my podcast one time before to talk about a very specific moment that happened. And we'll get into that later again, uh, just to remind everybody. Um, but for, for new listeners out there, what was the initial intent of your account that first month? So I have uh, my background's in marketing, but I don't work in it anymore. But I thought it was like a fun way to look at different, all the like Bravo brands that these Bravo Labs create. And I wanted to like highlight old ones, new ones. I thought of reviewing them, but A, that took a lot of money because <laughs> people's products are not cheap, which like I don't have to go buy these random things. And then I just started kind of making memes and those tended to be more popular and there's a lot more content to go with that. And it just kind of naturally evolved away from my original intent to just focus on one thing. I think like when you make an account and you try to start too specific, you always end up going much broader. It's, it, it is funny though. I can wax philosophical about accounts now, like where I'm like in the early days of my accounts, I was very naive to think. <laughs> and it is funny because it's like this origin story and you kind of like, I, I know I sound potentially pompous when I say these things because I take it so seriously now, but it is something that I'm so proud of. And like, you know, it's like, I feel like I, I said this to, Oh no, Bravo. Is that like, there's a bunch of accounts that we all started around the same time. And it, it really is, is a very, cool. It's a community that I never thought I would be a part of, nor did I know a community like this existed, but it's fun to be, because you'll be like, ah, that's, oh yeah, that's totally a, you know, that's totally a Bravo wall black post, you know, like Mm -hmm. I love when you can see like the stamp of it's like art, you know, like, oh yes, Picasso's early work, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) definitely. But Um, yeah, I mean, I even committed, I made like a whole spreadsheet. I wrote, I still have it. I made out like every single company that every Bravo person started, every book oh they've God. written, every music. Like I, I went hard on my initial research and, and I still every I still like to post about people's brands. But well speaking of books, I you, you're gonna need to update your list um because Shep Shep's book can't comes out today, folks. I believe it's called Below Average Expectations. Mm-hmm. Will you be reading the Shep Rose from Southern Charm? Uh will you be reading his tome, his novel? So the only Bravo books I've read are all of Andy's books. And honestly, of all of them, I kind of feel like Chip would have an interesting book. He's very witty and funny. He um, likes to tell us he's witty and funny. And I do yeah. get, I, I do actually get a kick out of him, yes. And I think he's pretty smart. Hopefully he doesn't use, I know he likes his big SAT words. So yeah. hopefully there's not too many of those in there. Um, but I'd read it. Okay. It. So we, we've got a, by the way, I think that should be on the back of the book. I'd read it. Brands by Bravo. Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was actually huge Bravo news. If you guys do enjoy the written word, which I don't think there's any time to read anymore because there's too many reality shows on. Are you suffering like I am from Bravo reality show exhaustion? A little bit. I actually, about two weeks ago, I think I took my first week off in so long where I didn't post anything. And that had been, I don't think I realized it. I was like, oh, I need to not go on my account for a few days and just take a little mental break. I didn't watch any Bravo for the week because it just was, but, and then because I wasn't watching, I didn't want to go online because I didn't want to see spoilers. But yeah, there definitely, there's a lot of shows on right now that I'm watching. Well, Daniel, I found out something crazy the other week. There is, did you know, I know you're in a house right now. Did you know if you go outside one of the the main doors, there's like a whole outside area. 
Like there's like a whole year I have forgotten. There's a whole world out there. Like I, I, there was like, I saw a hiking trail the other day. Um, it is crazy what we've grown. You, I've just grown so used to watching like seven or eight hours of TV a day. And it really gets to a point where it's mind numbing and you're starting to take it personally. Like I know we mentioned we uh, you, we both watched Real Housewives of Atlanta this past week, and I'm screaming at the TV about Cynthia's super spreader wedding. I'm like, oh my gosh! Of, of course, everything's going wrong. You did this to yourself. I felt the same that. exact way. I mean, since um, the pandemic started, I think the most amount of people I've been inside with was like 13 at one point, and that was a really big deal. Um, <laughs> so watching her have a 200 person wedding is just really hard to comprehend. Um, and I don't know if she's like looking for sympathy from viewers, but she's not going to get it from me. Like she I deserved start- all of the <laughs> I started to have a panic attack. I was like, this is a lot of people. You guys, do you guys see how many people this is? And yeah. The rumor is I, that that Bravo and I don't. It's not a rumor. Bravo refused to shoot that day, and she hired her own film crew to come in and shoot pieces of her wedding, which I think is fascinating. Is that Cynthia? This whole season just could never get. And I love Cynthia, but Cynthia could never get past the fact that she wanted this to be a big wedding and for it to be seen. Because even Mike, mm-hmm. her husband, said, "Hey, babe, it's just me and you. Like that's all that matters." And she's like. I agree, but I'd also like 250 people to see me, you know? Yeah. The most masks we saw throughout the entire season was when she had everyone in her house and they were all actually wearing masks. But then she comes outside and was like, oh yeah, my family flew in. I'm like, oh my God. Like <laughs> It's like the COVID alarms are going off. Like I try so hard to not be like too aggressively the COVID police. Yeah, I know. Yeah, shows yeah. Because I don't want to be annoying about it because everyone interprets and does things their own way but there's certain things they've done on these shows that's why i think summer house is the best to watch because they don't leave the house you don't even think about covid when you're watching it well i mean and you guys we're going to jump all over the place because we're two bravo professionals so we can do that without getting hurt so just follow us (laughs) speaking of summer house so Carl came back this week at the end of this week's episode. Do you wonder, like, did he have to quarantine 14 days before he went in the house? I know he's quarantining in his room, but I need more rule. Like I need the summer house to let us know what the rules are. So I think that's been a big miss with every single show that has been filmed during COVID from Bravo. And this isn't even just Bravo on any reality show. I wish they would put a disclaimer and inform people of everything they have done because it would make me like, I know the women I'm pretty sure they're all tested twice a week. That's why they're kind of just wearing those shields and are spending a lot more time because, but I want to know the crew, the people that they bring in, like the Shamu, Deandra. So I think Carl, what I imagine, he probably knew he was fine. He left knowing he didn't have COVID because he literally had been in the house for, at that point, like three weeks, went to his brother's funeral. And then it looks like when he came back, he just went straight into the room. And I believe as long as three days in a row, if you test negative for COVID, I don't think he's going to have to spend the rest of the season quarantined. Because I think if you, I don't know 100%, but I feel like that's what it is. Any doctors or anyone, they'll get mad if I'm wrong. Guys, (laughs) if you're a doctor. I am not a medical professional. (laughs) This is just what I remember. If you're a doctor, first off, congratulations. Second off, reach out to me and let me know what the deal is. Um, Yes. But I thought the same thing too. And I found it interesting that he just went like straight into his room. Yeah. And then and she's like having that conversation. He's, he's like a Vita waving from yeah. a balcony and like, and then Lindsay's talking at him through a door. I mean, I'm just, I, it, it cracked, but I will say summer house of all the shows on right now, 
I am in love with. I am passionate about. I cannot wait for Thursdays. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling strangers, watch summer. I'm like shouting from my window, watch summer house. Do when you did have you the same start feeling? watching it? Summer house. Uh, about was- when I started watching it weekly was on the third season and I caught up with the first two seasons and I was like, so, so, but you can, you, what I love about these, it's like, it's like a band where their first couple albums, they're touring, they're getting used to each other. And then you see, like, I, I love this band Phoenix. And I remember seeing them at multiple stages in their career. And by the time this one like breakout album came, they were so road tested. They were just, they could make any song sound good. And that's how I feel with summer house is that, there's, they're not even bringing strangers into the house and they are making it work. Like it is mm-hmm. so entertaining. That one episode last week, I couldn't even believe all of those things happened in one in day. In one day. They woke up, unfortunate passing of Carl's brother into Hannah and Amanda fighting into Lindsay <laughs> and Stravi fighting and him leaving. I think like Luke had something with Sierra. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that was one Yes. Could you imagine? I I was trying to think about what the production team must have gone through that day because they had to get Carl, they had to get Carl out of there. So they're like, they're probably bummed about that for multiple reasons. And then they're like, whoa, there's still action going on in here. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, holy shit. And I mean, they must have like went to sleep that night going, this really works. This is working. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's, um, you block people in a house for a certain amount of time that can't literally go anywhere you're going to lose your mind. It's like what would happen on the real world. It's what happened all year to all of us in America. To all of us. <laughs> exactly. We just didn't have cameras there. By the way, that would be funny to go back now and like Bravo just put cameras in all of our homes. Like, let's see what we can get. <laughs> that um, would be very boring. It would be me on the couch watching Bravo with my dog and Danielle, my husband you, popping it eventually. <laughs> wait, are you, are, wait, do you have, uh, are you, I mean, I know you have a husband. Are you allowed to have Bravo crushes? Oh, Yeah. Who yeah. are your Bravo crushes? Um, my husband and I are both in love with Amanda. Like, okay. oh my God, she is so pretty. Wait. So I love Amanda, her. but do you, do you like her personality or do you just- Oh yeah, I like her personality too. She seems to me the most just like down to earth. Like one of my favorite scenes was from last season and she came home and she put on Real Housewives of Orange County. And I just thought that was so- meta like being filmed while watching bravo was like it's a such a, it's, yeah it was such an inception um she's definitely one of them man wise uh juan dixon juan oh, dixon oh i gotta say i was i i steamrolled through all five seasons of potomac this past year so i was caught up by the time season five started and it was funny like the, the i remember the scene with him and giselle shopping for uh the ring you know, mm-hmm. where he brought Giselle with, with him. And I just, I remember writing down what a magnetic smile, what a beautiful <laughs> smile. I go, what a beautiful really smile. Does. He just, he lights up a room. I can see, I can see why a uh, bald Bordemont guy loves him. Ashley. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ashley Darby's husband. Ashley yeah. Darby's Michael. Yeah. I can see why Michael loves him so much. Yeah. And then Mauricio has been like, you know, I've been through with him since season one, like I'm Jewish He's the Jewish Mexican man of my dreams. Like I just, I do you loved follow him, him in the stoner uh, period? We're now in a yes, stoner absolutely. era. Absolutely, I think Mauricio. I like even <laughs> like stoned Mauricio is an even better one. But he's it, like the classic first hot house husband. I think he, he is OG hot. If you like, yeah. I've, I've been hearing my female friends thirst over Mauricio, which feels like a decade now. You know, yeah, it's been since season one that that I've, I've loved him. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. 
that oh evan also jackie's husband i think is even okay well even with all the rumors going around now i don't i here i'm gonna i'm gonna say something to you i hear some things that he goes to the gym <laughs> and he does things i want to that- know what they think he's do they think he's having sex in the bathroom at the gym like what is that well, is gym off- an excuse like he says he's going to the gym or he's going somewhere else or is he like doing it at the gym with someone is that what they're applying because yeah, no one I, really specified that I, I, and I want to know, is this, know. is this a 24 hour fitness? Is this an LA fitness? Also, what are the COVID, like my gym? Shut I was down? thinking that too. What like, COVID gyms are open? What so are they, he's, it's not enough info for me. He's going to the gym and if he's having sex at the gym, is he having a sex with the mask on? Like there's so many intricacies <laughs> that we just don't ask, but uh, Evan, I don't know. Like I got to say that first episode was such a, uh, just a firework episode where I just thought it was so good. And then they, I feel let the cat, let, let the air out of the bag where, the Jackie every episode telling a different family member what's been done to her. I'm over it. I, I think yeah, it's so I agree. like Jackie, like I was like, Oh my God, that scene with Teresa. That's like so good. Such an amazing housewife moment. And then she's ruined it the past couple of episodes where I'm like, Jackie, you are boring. And now it's getting sad. And like, can you, do you have anything else besides this? Like, it, do you feel that way at all? Yeah, I agree. I, it's hard. I can't imagine if you knew hundred percent, your husband was not cheating on you. I don't know why you would get so upset. That's kind of my take on it. Like, exactly. Are you mad that she said it? Because like, I get it. Obviously they're famous. It's different, but like her continuing to rebring it up. If I was her, I would never bring it up again. But like, well, she also, brought it up. The source. It's like consider this. Look at look at Teresa. Consider the source. Like you can yeah. just keep saying that, and it will not. Like everybody kind of laughs at Teresa for so many different reasons that you could brush that off easily. Totally. That's that's like I would be like, oh, come. Like I don't know, but I'm a pretty non dramatic person, hence why I love watching these crazy people because it's the opposite of, of me in real life. But I think she's kind of helped extend how long it's been like three episodes already four that we're still talking about it. Yeah. Um, like she, she told her kids one episode about it while she was cutting their hair. I almost fell asleep. She told her brother last week about it. And you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of getting awkward for us. Is she going to like try to go like meet long distance cousins just so she can have a scene to tell them about what happened to her. Like I'm enough with telling, I know what happened. Um, Worst to me was the dinner. I'm like, why are you making another speech? Like, why is this continuing? (laughs) That speech was so, oh, and it was so weird. She's like, I feel like we didn't get to celebrate his birthday. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't even know this was happening at your party. You had a great time. Why are you having a second party? That it's not like it's said at the party, but it didn't ruin her party. It's like they're also it's like the other party that's like seems nonstop is Carrie, uh, Carrie Brittingham's 50th birthday party oh in Housewives of Dallas. We get a new birthday party for her every episode. It's very unique. And yes. I'm so over it. Like, I'm like, I get that you're 50, but at a certain point, can we get can we get back to life at all? I know. It reminds me of the SNL character that I'm 50 <laughs> when she's acting kick. Oh yeah, uh, Molly Shannon. Molly, Molly Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, that's yeah. all I thought of with Carrie and the I'm um, 50 that she kept doing. Um, since we are all going around the world here with a bunch of topics, you guys, I want to hit you with one that just came out within the last couple of hours. Uh, we got video. I know Bravo and Cocktails initially posted it. I saw it on your story, um, where we have Brandy Redmond or what appears to be. Brandy Redmond's husband, you can tell because he has a weak chin. Um, he is supposedly what looks like a packed nightclub 
and he's kind of kissing a girl on the lips. Is that, is that what we're seeing? Yeah, that's what I saw. Um, I always, you know, I try to keep my page not to be a gossipy page for the most part. Sometimes I post some headlines, something like that. I was like, I will just post my stories. I don't want, but this isn't wait, but, but it's not but, gossip. You're, you're showing, you didn't make a yeah, comment so on it. We're, I, we're seeing with our eyes, something happened. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I'll just we'll put it in the stories. I was like, they can go back to Bravo and Cocktails page. But um, yeah, that's that's what I saw. It definitely looked like Brandy's husband. Um, what's his name? What again? I, I always forget. Uh, Brandy. Brandy Redman's husband. Tim. Oh my gosh, no, I can't remember it all. <laughs> uh, redhead, a little bit of a ginger. Um, it's fine. It's just he's a husband of. That's all we need. Yeah, to husband yeah. of. I'm gonna find it really fast. Um, but- he, um, what I read right before we started talking is that that was from 2018. Brian, I knew it was with a B. Brian. Brian. Okay. Yes. Would not um, have guessed that. <laughs> Great. Brandon, I would not have guessed that. I knew it was close to Brandy's name. Um, yeah. but that, that video look, there's no way that could be during the pandemic. I hope not. So it looked like someone said they thought it was from 2018. So that this happened around the time when they adopted potentially the third baby. Cause I know there's been long time. Well, that's the big rumor. We've ta- yeah. We've talked about this on the podcast multiple times about that was a rumor that was out there, a blind item. I think it was on Demois and then uh, mm-hmm. NT, I think posted it as well. And it said that a, you know, a current uh, or a, a current housewife, you know, it'll, it'll be revealed soon that one of their children uh, is not, um, you know, she is not the mother or something like that. Right. Yeah. I don't remember the specific details. Um, I definitely never want to get two Too in the weeds on what yeah. I think of, you know, about a poor baby, but, um, all I can say is that it's really hard to adopt an infant and it seemed really easy for them to adopt an infant. Now, I don't know if they went more into details, but from my knowledge of adoption, I think it can be an extremely long and difficult process. And this seemed very easy for them to be like, oh, someone called and they just had a baby. You want they, it? Like that's how they made it seem. <laughs> well, and the other thing is they managed to uh, adopt a baby that looks exactly like the father. Yeah. The, the baby has the exact, uh, very similar features as the mm-hmm. father. So that rumor has been out there for about a month, I think, I, a month or so. And then it's kind of an interesting turn of events. So Brandy has had a very tough season. A lot of it by her own uh, hand uh, is that, you know, she's not going up against Tiffany Moon, who I just love so much. Love but, her. You know, she's such a class act to the point where I don't even know why she's on the show. I'm like, why do you, why do you want this? You know, are you sure you want this? Um, yeah, I, I, she's one of those. There's been a few housewives where I'm like, do you need to be on here? Of, of almost like recent ones that they picked. Like, yes, I think like Wendy. She's. I'm like, you're too good for this. Like, or 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 Leva from Southern Charm. Yes, or, yes. Or even Sierra. I thought until this past week's episode, and she started going in on all of her uh, problems with men and stuff, and I was like, no. You belong here. Like Sierra's I was like, no, you're gonna. Has led me to believe why she belongs there. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> the chaotic <laughs> clothes away. It's like, yep, yeah, okay. There's there there's is a chaotic there. girl. Perfect. I love. Yeah, you're gonna fit it perfectly. Um, <laughs> but it is interesting. So we had so. Also, you guys, what happened about a month ago, too, is that Brandy, we covered it on this show, Brandy retired or quit the show and through an Instagram post 
said she is no longer going to be participating in the show. She put like a Bible verse, you know, her love of God got, got her through everything. And it's been such, such a wonderful journey. So that was kind of not suspect, but interesting because it tied into that rumor, we thought. And then mm-hmm. Stephanie, Stephanie Holman from the show uh, interacted with some fans and said, no, that is definitely an adopted baby. And she would never lie about this, but that's her best friend, right? You have to lie for your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever Brandy has been through, I do feel really bad if this video is 100% her husband because that's just awful. No one wants that. They have four children. She just had another baby. Like this is whoever sent this video to anyone or released this, like, especially if this is from two years ago, you really picked, picked a time to, to release this that I don't know. I wouldn't feel good about it. Like if someone had said this to me, I don't know if I could have pass this along but if you guys watch real housewives of dallas i actually i don't expect anything from it so i really enjoy watching it and i recap it on the patreon but you notice you watch it every week Mm -hmm. i mean brandy does not seem like she's doing well no she is in a different show entirely yes they really haven't shown her much like if you think of like sidebars like yeah she's been at the group things but they really have kind of cut back on how much they've shown her her family her kids she does not seem as happy and bubbly and carefree as she had in, in other seasons. Cause that's a show I recently during, during COVID uh, bitched cause I hadn't really watched much of it and everyone kept yelling at me and I was like, fine, I'll watch another housewives. Now I've all eight under my belt. <laughs> I watched them all. <laughs> Throw that on the old resume. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We can add Dallas. I'm working on below deck right now. So. I love Below Deck and we'll we'll get to Below Deck Sailing Yacht in a second. But I do think it is interesting in this past like week's episode or last, you know, it's it ended the week before with her asking Tiffany, like, you know, I just I'm uncomfortable to be myself around you. Do you and Tiffany going, What? Like I I completely excited. So like, and she's and, and Tiffany even listed out her qualities. I think you're funny, I think you're a good dancer, I think you're beautiful, all of this stuff. And and Tiffany goes, What do you think of me? And like Brandy can't even Brandy is so self-consumed with her own thoughts about herself that it's making it hard for her to interact or relate with anybody that is not Brandy. And so when she sees Tiffany, it is actually a representation of, of a different culture she made fun of. So she not, she's never getting to know the real Tiffany. And Mm -hmm. we saw Tiffany break down and cry and leave the party early. Uh, We leave one of Carrie's 50th, birthday party she, she made to most of them early because imagine if you had to walk around and be somebody's lesson of like you're not even looking at me you're just looking at my ethnicity you know no it's it's awful i i was so shocked when brandy said that to her and chose that moment especially in that weekend to say that term whether she communicated right what she actually meant i don't think she did but i i felt so bad for for tiffany in that moment because it just is like, great. Again, here we go. We're, we're discussing my, my culture and my heritage. Like it's a bad again, thing and that I'm doing again, something yeah. wrong just by existing. And that's basically what Brandy was saying. It is weird. I do wonder the perception of these ladies when they film something or go into filming, like they can't, I mean, I just imagine like, do they think they look good in these scenes? Do they think they like do some they, of them? Like, it's like, and I bet I, I would love to interview them as soon as an episode airs. And like, do you see what we saw? Like, do you see that's not a great look? Do you, do you like, I would love to know if they're aware of what, how it plays or like Me what too. their behavior actually looks like, you know? 
I call them though, they're the double downers who, if yeah. they see it and then they still don't apologize, <laughs> I'm like, they're never going to get it. It's nothing. I am all for you make a mistake. It's fine. But when they come back and they double down on it, I'm like, oh, that's when I get, I'm like, the delusion is real. I can't believe you're not seeing the full picture of something. I feel like we're a society of double downers. I feel like that's what we we've turned into is that nobody is ever wrong. Like I, know. I, am, I am like, like I bet Brandy's husband, if that allegedly is him in the video, he'll be like, definitely not me. Definitely. It's a deep fake. That is digital. It's George Lucas made that to get back. At me, you know, <laughs> I was thinking, well, I was thinking about that with Atlanta when they were talking about who leaked the story to the press and everything like that. And I was like, man, just one time I would love a housewife to be like, yup, it was me. <laughs> I called radar. Suck it. Like I have always <laughs> wanted someone to say that and admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if that, that happened and you just like, you see a camera drop. Cause even the cameraman's shocked. I'm like, Oh my God, somebody just admitted it. You know? I mean, I would love that. That would That's be the most genius. shocking moment if housewife oh. actually was like, yeah, I did do it. I did leak it to the press. Oh my like, God. You've got to no find a way. You've got to find a way to make that meme. You've got to find a way to make that <laughs> meme. That is so funny. Um, you know, one day I, I really would love a show where we get the the um, the the cameramen of Housewives, and it's just like a story of their stories. Like, wouldn't yes. you love to hear the people behind the cameras go? Yeah, we were at this dinner and then, you know, this girl just threw her fake leg. Like I, and then I had to get a quick shot of it. And I was, I was, I didn't know what was happening. They're telling me to get the leg. I'm seeing that, you know, like, wouldn't you love to hear that? Yes. I would kill for like a cameraman, someone who's been there for all of it to come and tell us the behind the scenes stuff. The camera crew I'm most impressed by is below deck because I don't understand when they sleep how there's enough space for them and their cameras to be on these boats, how they're not seasick because they're carrying it. I just finished or I'm almost done with season four. And that's the first time I ever saw a cameraman at all because a guest threw up on the cameraman. If you remember from an upper deck <laughs> down to the yeah, lower and yes. that camera guy happened to be underneath it. That's the first cameraman I've seen in like seven seasons of watching below deck. They, I don't get how they're not accidentally like in the More. background being filmed. Like, I need yeah, because the there's there's multiple camera people on. Yeah. on Well, I know a little bit. Like, is that I do know another boat follows them. So, and that is like one of the primary boats for the uh, the actual crew of the actual show filming. And yeah. then the other thing is they wear earpieces because you'll be like, how did they know to like get the camera ready for over? Because like sometimes there'll be a walk and talk, or they'll like set up a something in a completely different area, and they'll be able to catch it. So there is like a mic, like a earpiece situation where they'll be like uh gary's coming to you right now be prepared for gary be prepared for gary you know oh, that's so interesting i know there's a big new york times article about it that came out a while ago but i've been waiting to read it until i finish Chef's all book. of it because i don't want there to be oh. like any spoilers or anything in it but that talks about how they film it and the logistics of the show i would just my worst nightmare though is to have like a um what are those like the black and white or the, whatever the cameras, like the night vision cameras they have in their bedrooms. Oh I would my hate God. To, I would hate to have a camera seeing me crawl in and out of bed with my, like my undies. And like, I, I, I mean that, and it's a part that they're obsessed with. They never don't show them getting in and out of bed. They try to get as many underwear shots with girl. It's like almost, it's almost too much where I'm like, yeah, this isn't cool, but it's like a, an essential part of below deck uh, lore. I think. 
Um, so you you haven't done below deck med yet, then, have you? You're just no. So deck. I've been. I what I've been doing is I've been watching back and forth between regular below deck and below deck med. Are you a Captain Sandy girl or a Captain Lee girl? Captain Glenn, possibly the most Ooh, favorite. <laughs> Captain Glenn, you guys below I deck sailing yacht. Him. Captain Glenn. He is a nice breath of fresh air. He's like a little I, peanut. He's like five foot five. He's, he's so very cute. compact. He's oh like, my yeah. God, he's so cute. He's like the perfect combo almost of like a Lee and a Sandy. Like, I, 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 suggest- and, I love Captain Lee. Do not get me wrong. I absolutely love Captain Lee. He seemed very off this past season. Yeah, I, I mean, his son few, passed away. and I still have a few more Captain, uh, Captain Lee-led seasons to watch. Um I haven't seen, I think his name is Josiah. I have not watched his season yet. That's season six. I haven't gotten to that. And Med, oh, there's parts where I love Sandy. And I'm like, she's so kind. And then you hate her. And she like lets them, the the deck crew always like drive the boat. Like to me, she's much more welcoming of like giving responsibility sometimes compared to Lee. I've never seen him do that really. But then sometimes, oh my God, she is just... The so Hannah, the Hannah, Malia, the, the Hannah and Malia and Sandy stuff. I lost so much respect for Captain Sandy during that whole experience. I was just like, this is so weird to watch. This is just not right. And like Malia and Sandy pumping each other up. But at the same time, it was one of my favorite seasons of Below Deck Med to watch. Like, what is your mm-hmm. theory? Do you have a, a, a similar feeling on that? Is that, well, w- part of a Bravo uh, program part of the experience is disliking somebody or yes, you know, you or, or being to. on the balance, you know, you have to, when you can't fire all the villains and you, I love when people be like, they're like, get rid is, of them. I will, I will die on this Hill. I am a Tamara fan. I did not want her to be fired. I never understood why people hated her. And now all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, right. She was vital. You needed her. But when people get so mad at the person with the drama, I'm like, well, if they're not there, what are we watching? Exactly. Like you have, like you have to have God, that. It's essential. You can't watch seven people get along and you got to have strong personalities to balance out. It's like an, I like you, you guys know, I don't watch sports, but I know that there is a team and I know that different people on the team do different things. That's exactly how housewives should be. There should be strengths and weaknesses for each character. And, and part of like, everybody says normalize, normalize disliking somebody and not wanting them to be fired. Yeah, I totally agree. I think of the housewives. Except for um, Jax. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's, well, then there's the line where it's like, okay, they're, they're absolutely adding nothing to the show. You've served your purpose. Yeah. But it's like, uh, if I was to use my father who played basketball and was my basketball coach forever, everything in my life growing up was a sports reference. I would think of housewives as like a basketball team. So you have five on the court. Most of the time it's like five or six people. And you have the point guard who's like, you know, your main, like I would call like Kyle Richards would be like the point, you know, like, or Giselle might be like the kind of leader in the front. And then you're surrounded by the team players. And then you have your bench players who like are the friend of, and there's always one person not doing their job to help the team out or causing a ruckus. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Danielle, just, it's, by the way, you've just explained sports more to me than any man in my life. Like I have not. Okay, so there's a power forward. I was like, what is this? This guard? What? Team captain, but it's like I I feel like the two people you cannot bring up at all. People lose their mind over is like Giselle and Robin. Like I don't understand the intense hate that people have for those two because I really like them. 
and people go nuts if I make if there's any post or anything about them. It's like <laughs> you cannot bring that, especially if you bring Monique into it. It is like you can no longer. Have, it is oh the the Monique and Canada's almost tore all of us apart. It's crazy. It, almost it took, really did. It took Bravo Nation down almost. Um, it is interesting though, because I was part of the people that I, well, cause I just don't like people that feed off each other. And then they like put their light. Like also I don't like it. Cause I loved Karen so much. Karen Huger, you guys, I love her so much that I feel like Giselle and uh, Robin, when they get together, they team up on Karen and they kind of make fun of her and yeah, like, they do. They can be don't make fun of somebody that. that is like trying to do their thing and is proud of where they are a little bit later in life than you ladies, you will be there one day. And especially for Giselle, I was like, you need to clean your own house before you get into anybody else's house. The fact that that Jamal stuff went down and we still do not have any clue, like something is not adding up. Either you were in a fake relationship or you're in a real relationship and he has just zero respect for you as he seems like he did the entirety of your actual relationship, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I like, though, I've always liked Robin outside of. Yes. Yeah, like her relationship with Giselle. I try to look at all of the housewives as as individuals, but then people also seem to have issues when people are like too buddy buddy. Like, you know, I didn't love Teddy, but like I never thought Teddy and Kyle's relationship was weird. Well, no, because just Teddy to me Teddy. is like a, Teddy's air. Like it's like toilet paper. It's like ah, you know, it's like whatever. Yeah, she that was just be, there. She was just there. There was never really any. Uh, the funniest thing with Teddy was being uh, when she was <laughs> when she was like shocked about Brandy and uh, Denise potentially uh, hooking up. She'd be like, "Did they kiss?" Oh my true, god! True, true. Yeah, like, oh my god. Um, and also, Robin and and back to our our favorite Juan. I thought they had one of the best scenes uh, towards the end of the season when they went to therapy that one time and they yes. talked about the struggles they had been through and how much work they had been through. And I got like. That's when you know you're so invested in Bravo where like I was like tearing up. I was like, this is look at these people. They're making it work. You know, they didn't give up on this thing. Nothing made me cry more than early seasons of Jersey. I used to cry a lot at Jersey. Why? Because of the when Teresa and Joe were fighting and it was like you could really feel the pain of whatever they put themselves through and then the loss of parents and then oh. going to jail like it was like to me jersey as a franchise has always been the most intense because of its familial like family ties well, there's a, there's which a, makes there's, another yes. layer it's not just a loss of a friendship this is their brother you know the father and then losing their mom like there has just been some real real life intense moments and and coming together to joy like i felt very happy too when they all get along. Like, I think it really highlights, it highlights Italians in a way of like, just that family bond. It gives that such a foundation, just like mm -hmm. Salt Lake city has like religion as a backdrop. The uh, Italian is a backdrop in Jersey. And it just shows you that Italians for better or worse, it is all about family. And that is why everything is life or death. I mean, if you think about that season when Joey Gorga and Melissa were introduced on the show at the christening, like, do you remember the we don't passion talk about the christening enough? I mean, well, but I mean, but it is, it is, you guys. It was insane. It it's was like, insane. I watch Godfather one, Godfather two, and then I'll watch the christening. I'll just skip <laughs> Godfather three entirely because 
you see Joey Gorga like you my dad always takes Joe GODC like I mean we're tears there's a yeah. fight breaking out I mean it is one of the most if you guys haven't watched go back you do not need to watch the seasons before it even though they're amazing start on that one you will be blown away and it gives the rest of what happens afterwards it is like the Godfather saga I know I know and well me being from New York I feel like and Long Island of New York, where uh, many of like, my <laughs> friends are Italian, I felt like I always really understood the Jersey Northeastern Italianness that is that is that show because that's a lot of people that I knew growing up. I that, that's why I do miss Caroline Manzo too, is because. I enjoyed her family dynamic mixed in with the other family dynamics. And you got to bring the brownstone into it where, you know, her husband ran and like, it was just one of those things that well, I, it was super family. Cause it wasn't even just Teresa. And then Joe with Melissa, like you said, you had Caroline whose brother was Chris, who was married to Jacqueline. And then oh my God, Chris, it was like Chris Lorita selling black. Yeah, the layers of family. <laughs> yeah. The layers of family on that show were, not just one set of families. It was, it was two. So, uh, Danielle, I'm not, um, a, a pro in business and I don't know if you are, but let me put a, a theory or just a question out there to you is if you had a product and you knew you were going to be on TV and you knew that's like free advertising, um, would you make sure before you went on to another season of that TV that there was enough of that product that you would not have to worry about getting it out to people uh, during a pandemic? That would be the one, wouldn't that be, I'm not a business major, wouldn't that be the one thing you would be concerned of is we should have the actual product? Yeah, so I can tell you're talking about Lover Boy. <laughs> what? No, no, no. I'm not trying to talk about specific names here. But yeah, Kyle with Lover Boy. Uh, like, do they? I see Lover Boy all around the house. Is all the stock in the summer house? <laughs> it might be. I think what happened because I mean they've had the company for a while now. It's been over a few seasons, and I'm not sure what. I think just people drinking a lot more in the pandemic made it made it blow up, and people be like, "Oh, let me try this," and I think that's what made it go crazy because I've tried two of the flavors and I did really like it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I, I, I liked one of the flavors a lot, but it's hard when you can't get it. Yeah. Like if you can't yeah. get it, it, it doesn't matter if I like it now. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's like, well, according to the show, Loverboy merchandise is easier to get than the actual product. And Amanda, your favorite is, is in charge of all that marketing and merchandising. And it seems like, it's like, I, I'll drink one of those sweatshirts. I don't care. Like, oh like God, the sweatshirts are so cute. I've, they really I've are. The shirt and I've wanted to buy like eight other things that they've put out. So I kind of want to, it still works on me. I kind of want to get one. And then I, <laughs> I know, like, I know. I think, yeah, I don't, I think for them too, for so long, like I was saying, like he built this up. Like I remember early on, it was like, they were begging people to put it in the stores. And now all of a sudden it's flipped on them. And it's like, oh my God, wait, we don't have enough product. Who knows? I just feel like that's the easiest. Come from China and then they couldn't, you know, customs issues, production issues. It's, I guess, but it just Same thing like happened to Giselle said to her company, Giselle's Every Hue Beauty. Um, Are you comparing the, Giselle's company to Kyle's company? No, I'm just saying, I think she was in Target actually. But oh, okay. I, I didn't know. from what I remember, she said at the reunion that because of manufacturing issues, I don't know if the whole company is totally done or or what, but it seemed that they had a lot of issues with if you're like, I wonder if the clothes are made in America, but if parts of the 
drink is not. And that might have been issues. Would you buy Karen Huger perfume? Um, not for the $75. I would not. Okay. Would you buy Vicki Gunvalson perfume if I told you it was at Ross for $8.99? Definitely. I would also buy Vicky's vodka if anyone ever found that. Vicky's vodka is a collector's item. I've never uh, seen a Vicky's vodka bottle, but I do have my own uh, uh, bottle of Vicky Gunvalson perfume. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It smells like uh, fake cancer scares and uh, <laughs> Kodo insurance, whatever that smells like. <laughs> no, it is funny. The packaging is really nice. I feel like a fancy guy when I, when I wear it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I looked at La Dame and and it's like $70. And if I can't smell that before buying it, uh, even if I could smell it, I still don't think I would buy it. Oh my God. I was talking to Luke from Summer House on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he has a perfume and a cologne out now on his website. Does. And he he was like, he was very, he goes, a real person that does cologne reached out to him and they created a scent together. And I just, and he was just like, I just never thought I would. I would be, you know, able to do something like this. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you're a good looking guy. People just go, do you want to do a cologne? You know, like, yeah. Does it smell like firewood and womanizing or something? Is that like, it smells like hockey and not wearing a shirt indoors. Um, Back to your account, though, your account, which once again, Brands by Bravo is the account. Go follow her. She's at 25K, so she doesn't even need you, but go (laughs) follow her. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the account in one of a couple things. One of the the first things is the last time we talked, it was because of Erica Girardi or Erica Jane. Uh, What had happened, you guys? It was a fascinating story where she had posted, uh, it was like a pink ladies, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was it, it was, exactly? Um, it was that pink jacket that um, Erica and Lisa Renna all showed up at Erica's house wearing. And then Robin on her own season, which was actually filmed before Beverly Hills, but we saw it after Beverly Hills. She also wore the same jacket yeah. dress. Um, so you posted that it was a great, you know, it was great. It was great. And then Erica Jane, um, I don't know who she learned just stealing from people from, but she took it and posted it on her account. But the thing is, she didn't give credit and credit is a huge thing in any community, but especially an online meme or Instagram account, you know, is that you don't just post somebody else's meme without giving them credit. You don't cut out their watermark. You don't do shady stuff like that because a lot of work, even though it's silly and it's meant for a laugh, a lot of work does get put into it. So you rightfully so said, Oh my God, I'm a huge fan, Erica. Could you give me could, could, could you, well, what did you say? You I think I just asked fan. her to, te- what happened was I posted it at night and then I went to bed and I woke up and like an hour after I posted it, she reposted it and took my caption, but didn't like mention anything. And at the time I had like 5,000 followers, like <laughs> itty, itty bitty, you know, yeah. chugging along, like, I was like, holy shit. I love Erica. Like, this is insane. So just like asked her to tag me and she like flipped out and was really mean. And she well, did she dumb. say something like, did she say something? Well, why don't you do something worth posting? And yeah. I'll she said, it. make something like create something interesting and then I'll tag you. It was just the strangest response. I never even thought she would write back to me, but I figured it had to like due diligence. Like, Hey, I did this. Could you tag me? Or like, 
put money but in an- the account. Another like person something. that doubled down. Another person that it was doubled a, down. like triple down. And I still can't really understand what I think it was just like everybody saw what she wrote. And like it was like the meme community came together because then everybody started like this is not right this is not good we all reposted it and 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 the the positive you did get a uh influx of new followers from yeah it was insane and i was just like working my job Like it's gotta like, be insane when your phone just starts blow. You're like, I'm used to getting like a hundred likes and all of a sudden I'm getting like a thousand likes. Yeah. My husband was in his office, which is just like down, down the hall from where I'm working at home. And like, I'm like, something's happening right now. Like I'm trying to do work and my phone, like, I don't understand the number keeps going up, like what's happening. And then at the time I literally probably can only put like four friends I even had this account like, <laughs> I, I created it because I love Bravo and none of my real life friends do like and yeah. I was so sick of like having no outlet for all of this so I had to be like by the way guys I have an account um and it's going viral and I had to cut tell my parents I'm like there's an article in people in page six like but then my mom was like don't get sued and I was like I yeah. didn't do anything mom, I could get dad sued. I'm potentially like, in a war with Erica Jane yeah. who's Erica Jane yeah my mom does watch Bravo, so she she knew who Erica was. But yeah, it was. Wouldn't it, it be crazy if your mom took Erica Jane's side? She's <laughs> no like uh, Erica should be able to do whatever she wants, darling. My mom's favorite is uh, Lisa Rinna. She's absolutely obsessed uh, with her and her I hair. I disagree with your mom's choice on that one. She, no. but she, my mom's a soap opera watcher, so she has loved okay. Rinna well before. And Eileen, like she knew Eileen those Davidson two women. Eileen Davidson is iconic. A days are, yeah. yeah, that is iconic. Um, well, what did you think of Denise Richards? Because Denise Richards is currently on a soap opera. Um, I think she was okay with her. She watches The Young and the Restless and General Hospital. And I think, I know Eileen is definitely on one because I was at home and she had it on. I was like, holy shit, it's Eileen. And like, got really excited. Did your she mom was like call back them on my screen. <laughs> does your mom call them her stories? Like, I need to watch my stories. No, no. She, That's what my grandma I joke with her know. on that, but no, no, no. She doesn't call it that. But yeah, um, she, she watches some Bravo. The thing that I was thinking about most, though, is that she was so angry towards it and so snide and like just really gross and not really even take. But then I was wondering, like, do you ever wonder if that was right around the time she was finding out everything about what was about to happen with Tom Girardi? It might be. And I have a fantasy in my head that somehow, like, you know, when they show like news articles that like somehow the story is going to be in the season of Beverly Hills. And I will literally never <laughs> recover if even like one slight mention of it is brought up. Like you're a part of history. You, you're a part like, of history. Did you see her flip out on a fan account? Like, it, it was just the strangest thing. But a lot of people were like, damn, bitch showed her true colors. Like, oh, yeah. Lot, were- the majority of, I mean, at least on my end was like, F you, Erica Jane. And, all you know, the thing is, that's the time to double down on being nice and being nice to everybody and saying, great work. I'm so this is thank you for including me in this. I love this. Instead of being snide and rude, then we I mean, it's like if bad things are happening to you, it just makes us it's just such a weird thing. Do you have you been following all the Girardi drama and all of that stuff? Yeah, as much as I can. There's so much I feel like information that comes out and does not seem, you know, Last I read, I think with Tom with Alzheimer's and it's, it's very, the whole story is just, it's really sad. And I don't know how they're going to spin this in a direction that's going to make me want to watch it and not just feel like, there was an interview this week or something, I think in the last couple of days that said, um, 
that this will be Erica Jane's storyline. She will be uh, dealing with the divorce on this season. I'll believe it when I see it. But yeah, it also says she will say as much as she's legally allowed to say. And I'm like, you probably legally aren't allowed to say anything. Um, no one hypes up a season more and then and then disappoints them the last three seasons of like Beverly Hills. where They're like, it's going to be amazing, crazy drama. And then the past two seasons have not been anything special. If I ever meet Andy Cohen in real life, I will make a citizen's arrest because he should not be like able to pump up ever. Like this season's amazing. And then it's like, OC. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Um, yeah. But also like people ask him if it's good or not. He's not going to say it's shit. But so I don't amazing? know what they want. <laughs> but wouldn't it be, but just like I said, would it like be the radar online. the radar online? What do you goes? It is. It's not good. It's not good. Everyone wants everyone to be honest and open all the time. I so know. I have to, you know, do that. <laughs> um, so the, the thing that I, I, well, also, I mean, it's like, I just love the fact that potentially you could like make that, draw that comparison of Erica Jane taking from you and stealing and Tom Girardi potentially stealing from his clients. It's like, did Tom teach Erica Jane just to take memes without credit? I just I don't, don't know. I don't know. And I know Kyle knows about it because- Why? Because I talk like- so if you remember in the thing, then Erica like tagged Kyle and said like Kyle uh, took the photo and it like didn't make sense. And then I posted something later and Kyle reposted it. And like we've in DM like a few times and she just was like, I don't want any part of it. And I was like, no kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Like, don't can worry. Can you Kyle. say, can I quote you on that? Yeah. yeah. I was like, can I share? No, no, no. But she was really nice. And then the only funny thing I did was I figured might as well shoot my shot when it happened. And I asked Robin, I was like, would you, can I buy the pink dress from you or would you give it to me? And she was Damn. like, maybe I'll think about it. But then I didn't, I felt too weird. So I didn't follow up with the past that. Okay. Let me, but let me ask this. I, I tried to buy it, but it's a very expensive okay, dress. What, what would you have offered Robin? What would have been your low ball offer before she made a counter offer? What would you have gone in with? I don't know. It depends on the size too. Cause if it didn't fit me, then I definitely, but also you don't want to offend Robin too. So you can't say 50 bucks. No, maybe like 200. Interesting. Interesting. I love that. I work um, in education. So the budget isn't quite, <laughs> it's not a high budget. <laughs> well, you put that underneath the offer. I work in education. Yeah. I think um, I did say that. I was really like, you know, but Robin is also, she's another, it's so interesting. I find the housewives who are very interactive comment often will DM you versus the ones who I've literally never seen them interact with a fan account like ever. Like, like who do you, the Atlanta that? Housewives like, I find don't respond to things. Atlanta Housewives think they're sometimes think their shit doesn't stink because they're they've been around so long. And they have the highest viewers. But I don't I don't think I've ever talked to an Atlanta housewife. Like they don't I don't see their comments pop up and things compared to like you always see like Heather from Salt Lake City is very yeah. interactive. Leah is on social media a lot. Like you can uh, tell who really runs their account Kyle too and who maybe someone else runs it for them. Dorit is another one. I don't see her interact. She doesn't seem to have much fan interaction. Well, you know, on one there. time she did just because I was at uh Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo and she put that thing on her stories like lickety split. Oh, that's good to know. Like uh she was very like look at me bringing in business to the Buca franchise, you know. Um, <laughs> uh in terms of uh I do consider Instagram an art form. I do consider it something that is just a really cool experience for uh us being able to create and for the people that potentially view it. What uh, this might sound silly, but what determines you, you were talking earlier about putting reposting Bravo and cocktails on your story. What determines for you, what makes a post and what makes a story? Huh? That's opinion. a good one. 
I try to only post like once a day because I don't want to be, really? hey, I don't wow. have enough like content to, to do more than that. That's like a hard one um, to, to do more than once a day. <laughs> I have some accounts post like five times a day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll have like five ideas in a row and I just need to get them out of my head. So I just make a really crappy meme real quick. You know? <laughs> yeah, some memes take two seconds. Some... You know, I mull over. It's, it's, it's like just whatever beat. pops into my head. I try to keep, <laughs> I'd say I try to keep my page like only the most crazy breaking news that like must be shared type thing. Um, funny, like video clips, um, relevant to whatever's like currently on or just like some sort of joke. And stories, I think I'm a bit more personal. I think I show like a little bit more of myself on there, but I like, never do on the actual page. Um, a lot of the times I like post while I'm watching the TV shows at night. Um, you post your wine that you drink? I post my wine reviews, yes, <laughs> which people love to give me and I thoroughly enjoy sharing. Um, I, I think I'm just more open in the stories because I feel like people who watch that, I don't know, you have more of like a connection or trust with them if that's weird because totally. like I literally I answer every DM like if you DM me oh my god I will I answer I will oh like you god. I so I, it's like the worst <laughs> I'm the worst I like have to it's I'm a zero notification <sighs> person like on my emails like my phone like there's no notification so I can't sit there and have something <sighs> So like I, I see, I see everything. If um, you ever get bored, sure. if you ever get done with your messages and want to log into my account and go through my, I'm so, and I, I'm the kind of guy that I get so nervous that I let it pile up then, then, cause I want to create a bigger mess. Like I'll like, I'll just, I, I just give up. I throw my hands in the air. I'm just like, oh, I'm putting out a podcast. Um, but is there, I always do this kind of like, I have this fantasy of like a bunch of us meme makers hanging out with like Paul McCartney and he's like. <laughs> Uh, you know, I wrote yesterday in like 30, like 30 minutes. It just, it just came to me and, and we'll be like, oh yeah, I did a Jack's meme in like a minute. It was amazing. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about our art. Do you consider it an art form? Do you consider it? More so than just if what you it consider is? comedy an art form, you know, it's to me the same sort of thing. It's, it's crafting a joke for the most part or coming up with, I feel like recently I didn't even mean to do this. Like my last post have been about like fake not fake, but fake real shows that I wish Bravo would make. Um, you know, it's so, you know, there's, there's thought and effort and intent behind it. Um, I try not to spend too much time, but sometimes like, it, it, like you said, sometimes it's like two seconds I got it and I never know what's going to be hit or miss. It's, oh, yeah, I trust well, I mean, nothing. Also, you can always blame the algorithm. You can always yeah, every blame time. the algorithm. It's all good. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, or you can be like, this was ahead of its time. This was, yeah. the, peop the people are not ready for this yet. You, uh, I'm assuming if you have Excel spreadsheets or when you first started the account, you did. Do you have those ideas that you're working on for like six months of like, it's in the back of my head and I just got to get the right, you know. I don't right think thoughts. so anymore. Now it's like, I also have a problem. Like I forget I have, any sort of platform. And it's not just like me talking to like three people. <laughs> like I don't put, I, I just like interacting with people. I like talking to people and I love Bravo. If my account grows, that's amazing. But like, I work a full-time job. I have no intention of ever being like an influencer. Like that is not, not a goal of mine or anything. Like if everyone unfollow me tomorrow and I'd be left with five people, don't unfollow me. But if you did, it'd be Guys, okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. Unfollow away. She gives you the <laughs> I should say my my thought and intent is not what's going to get the most likes and follows or anything like that. It's 
what makes me laugh. And that was going to be I my think next, is important to yeah. share. You that know, was and my I, next question is if you feel a lot of pressure to this one's got to get a thousand likes. The last one did. Do you feel that? And does it hurt you if it doesn't? Sometimes no. I will confuse. Um, uh, I will be that person that confuses Instagram love with real love, you know, like, no, not in a joking way. It's an unhealthy thing. Yeah. Um, But I didn't know if, if sometimes you were like that as well. No, I'll just be like, oh, well, like I thought it was funny. Like that's kind of my, my take on it. Um, the areas I try to tread lightly or do worry about is if it's anything too controversial or, um, definitely at the height of when the election was, um, you know, the account is for fun with a side of some social awareness, um, and definitely not ignoring social things that are going on. Um, but I don't want, I'm not going to argue with people about these things. So I don't want to make, it's like a, a fine line of like where to draw the line because I want to support certain stuff, but also like, I know the purpose of most who follow me is not for political yeah. reasons. Well, I people, say. people will let you know that pretty much immediately. So you really do choose, you have to choose, I don't know, carefully which hill you die on. I think that also, yes. I think there's a lot of accounts that really do it so well because they speak so well. Like me, I kind of, I feel like I'm a bull in a China shop. I just go in, I, I I'm brash. I can, but like, sometimes I might not be like all the things I believe in you'll see, or if you hear the podcast, you'll know immediately but I'll, and I'll say, like, I said something during the insurrection and I lost like 350 people, you know, like 350 people just unfollowed me, thought I was a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Just for saying that I didn't think what was happening was right, you know, and I, I, yeah, even, and I don't I care. I sugarcoated if, that. I even sugarcoated that. at all for, you know? for that. It's, it's not that my fear is that there's still, like you were talking about, like anonymity. There's still a part of me that fears upsetting someone so much that they feel the need to Google me and find me and find my boss and send an email. Like that's that's the side of me that still wants to not upset people to a certain degree and argue with people because it's still like in the public and people are, are not. So I can think of what happened with Bravo historian and, Oh yeah. You know, that, that to me like freaks me out a lot. Oh yeah. Like, Kelly had- Dodd, Kelly Dodd picking. And fa- by the way, Kelly Dodd tried to dox Bravo historian and found the wrong Samantha Bush and like contacted <laughs> her, the wrong Samantha Bush's employer. Like exactly. So um, that's the part of it that imagine- really freaks me out on the internet. And that's, that's more of the reason where I draw the line of, I don't want to be involved with crazies or arguing and, anything like that because that's the side that I don't want. not really great i'm not great at arguing and also it gets me i get bummed out real quickly like i get bummed out of like uh, i don't need everybody to agree with me but i get bummed out when i see how divided we are you know yes i'm trying to read comment sections less actually because they make me really upset (laughs) i'm trying to read the less comment sections that's it's not the post that upsets me then i see what people write and i'm like oh my god but when people it's a cacophony of um Anger. What did Tom Schwartz say at the time? A cacophony of Katie's voice. He described it. <laughs> I think he just described it as a cacophony of sound or something. Yeah, like I'm sure, I don't sure, was, sure it was beautiful. But it is funny though. It's, it's one of those uh, things is that you you don't also want to be told of like, shut up and just make your little memes. Uh, yes, like- which someone literally said to me this week and they go, uh, you're, I posted um, something with the Chelsea Handler, Pierce Morgan, 
Oh, yeah. And, yeah. She, and she made something and they wrote, I hope you lose every conservative follower. And I'm like, if one story triggers you enough that you feel you cannot follow me, then I'm very, very sorry. Imagine person. standing up for Piers Morgan. I find that so interesting. This guy tried to take down everybody throughout the course of his career. He'll land on his feet. He's going to be fine. But I find it yeah. interesting. Um, to, to As we start wrapping up, you did this amazing thing on her account. This is why it's just such a great follow is during the holiday time, you did like a countdown. Of okay, blah, this blah, took blah. a lot of effort, actually, when well, you were talking explain, about effort put into people it. what you did. Like, this is really cool. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, I think I ran out of days. So I think I did like 22 of them. Um, post of trying to do like 25 days of facts. A lot of people were doing other countdowns. So I was trying to think of like a different type of one rather than just like 25 best moments or something like that. So I was Googling like an insane person to try to find interesting facts about different Bravo celebrities. And then each day leading up to Christmas was, was posting them. Um, and that, that, that took a lot of time to make these more, more than normal, I should say, because once I set myself up to make these leading up to Christmas, I was like, Oh crap, I have to follow through with this and like <laughs> make this an actual series and commit to this. And I think I started with like eight. Um, and then just some of, some of these I knew off the top of my head, others, um, Google, Google is very helpful. So it was kind of like the 21 day or like the, what did you call it? Did you, was there something? I just called it 25 days of facts. 25 um, days so it was of facts. things like how Megan King Edmonds was on say us to the dress or that Padma Lakshmi was in uh, the movie glitter, which I never. I still haven't one. seen the movie glitter. So I did. Is she a big character? Um, somewhat. She's got it. Like you, it's not, it's like, you know, it's her. Um, she, Basically, it's like Mariah Carey's hired to be her like backup singer, but Padma like is a horrible singer. Oh, Padma Lakshmi plays a pop singer in Glitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already in. I'm sold. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, or like how Stassi was on um, uh, Amazing Race with her family. Daniel, isn't that funny? Like, or isn't that fascinating? How a lot of these Bravo celebrities, uh, like, have had brushes with other reality shows on different networks there. Like, it's like Stassi really fell on two or, fell or no, she was on three because she was on this other one on the, the queen bees, queen bees. Yeah, so three reality shows. Oh, sorry. Three with Vanderpump. Yeah. Yeah. I three was kind of before, before Vanderpump. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. I feel like it, it's such an anomaly to get on a reality show. Like how many people actually end up on one. And that to be on more than one. People forget also Denise Richards had a reality show before she was on Beverly Hills. I'd completely forgotten about that. VH1. I did too until her dad was in a scene. And I was like, why do I know what Denise Richards' father looks like? And then I was like, oh my God, she had, I think it was only one season that she had a reality show just on her. I forgot what it was called. Um, But yeah, these people, especially the Vanderpump Rules kids, um, they were all in the hills. Um, yeah, you saw Sandoval on the hills. Sheena was on the hills. Um, Landon uh, from Southern Charm was on the hills. The hills was a real uh, starting spot. It's, it, the hills is what SNL was for uh, young comedians. You <laughs> know, Taylor Armstrong was on the hills. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, she was in. I think I might have posted that one. She was like someone's date or something at a club. It's a very short, short scene. But those were, I think, the four that that were on it. That's genius. Oh my God. But yeah, these people, they've been around. They have a lot of background history. And were there any facts? 
were there any facts that you discovered in the process of doing this of like, I need a really good fact. Is there something that surprised you other than the reality show ones? Yes. Maybe that than- Frederick was in some porn because I haven't watched every season of million dollar listing. And right, Frederick from million dollar listing was. In yeah. Porn. And I believe that was talked about on the show, but I didn't know that. And he did some porn and that just. Wait, blew did, my mind. No pun intended. Did, blew my mind. did you did you watch the porn to be no? To be a good <laughs> well, then you don't care about your account, obviously. You gotta, be, you gotta take it serious. You gotta take it serious. I didn't want to watch Swedish porn in the early what, 2000s. What were the top five? And, and by the way, did you did you map this out so you could get to the number one? Like you knew. No, it wasn't like an order from best to worst. But as I started to make it, the ones that I thought were like, damn, this is really good. I better save this. Um, I'm trying to think. To me, my number one was that Denise Richards was in love, actually. I totally forgot about that. She is? I've seen that movie like a dozen times. I totally Yes, she's right. Okay, at the end when he gets off the plane in America and he's like, meet my friend and she like gets off the plane and has this like fringe white shirt and it's like one minute of her that's a great fact yeah that one really i did not know um watching clips of tinsley mortimer's reality show was quite interesting um oh uh high society yeah i had never seen that Did you watch the entire season? It's all on YouTube. No, I need to, but I watched episode one and like five minutes in, they're talking about like Harvey Weinstein. I'm like, oh man, this is, oh. a, <laughs> this is if a, you, if you like things Dale, that didn't age well. <laughs> if you like her mom, Dale on, on, on New York, you will love her in high society. It mm-hmm. is, she is so good. So good. And then I, I think the one I had the most fun was honestly that Cam was on the real world because I yeah. watched her on the real world, San Diego. And that her being on Real World San Diego is the reason I watched Southern Charm season one because I remembered her because my friend and I, that was like one of our favorite seasons. We used to always say, Brad. And then one of the other guys was at Boom Bazooka Joe was like a thing he said. And like, we used to quote that season all the time. How and far do going, you go back with the real world? Before I was like technically allowed to watch it with my parents. Like, but like which season like, was that? Like, do you remember which season you started with? That was in 2004. I must've started New York might've been one of my first, not the, not the number one season. Cause I was like, I was like seven when that, cause I was like 90. Yeah. I mean, did you do Hawaii? Did you do definitely Hawaii? watch Hawaii when they like jump naked in the pool? I've got, Vegas. I've, got I've got some big Hawaii news on the podcast coming up soon. You guys. Oh, Vegas. Um, the first Vegas was crazy when that girl thought she was pregnant. I remember that. And then Trishelle with the threesome. Trishelle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like really like the first racy TV. Yes. I was like 13 and my dad was like, you are not allowed to watch the show. And I was like, hey, I'm going to sneak MTV in <laughs> right away. Catch the reruns. Um, it really wasn't. A, a, that, that was one of what got me in love with reality shows. It started with the real world for me. Mine was Survivor. Love Survivor as well. It was, it was my like first, right like literally scene. the first reality show I watched with my mom. I've, I know I'm Anomaly, but I also am a Bachelor fan. So I watched. Oh, I apologize the for the beginning. time wasted from this past season. Oh, I'm so sorry God. what Matt James did to all of us. Did you <sighs> so stay up for wasted. the three hours last night? I did. And it was really hard because I was really tired, but I knew I had to watch it live because it would be spoiled because The Bachelor always gets spoiled. And I don't like to read spoilers as a Bachelor. But... Did, did it happen how you thought it would happen? Yeah, there. I knew from the second he was picked as a bachelor, he was not going to stay engaged Why? to whoever he picked, because Stupid he wasn't living. someone who had been through the process. And you have to, you have to go through the process to even have any faith in it to then get engaged. 
And I just never took him as someone. He's like an F boy with Tyler Cameron. Like his lifestyle yes, was never absolutely. one that I was yeah. like, this is a guy who's looking to settle down. Like, no, never, never believed it. Um, There were parts last night. Did this infuriate you as well? Where I'm like trying to get to bed at a certain point. This guy's doing two minute pauses. Oh my God. That like, was the most awkward, longest and even at the after the final rose, they like they cut the commercial. He was pausing so long. They, yeah, but, I did a lot of fast forwarding for the uh, actual two hour episode because I watched it on. Um, I started it late, and I have DVR because I can't stand commercials. What did you think of Chris Harrison's replacement for after the final rose? I thought he was amazing, Agreed. and I really would like to see him again. I, I also was I was really thinking in my head, even if Chris Harrison hadn't been done his stupid interview and stepped aside. He could have never had as powerful a conversation as two black men sitting up there having that conversation on primetime TV could have had. Like, when I, yeah, I'm when glad I, Matt had the support of someone who understood some of what he went through versus Chris Harrison could just, he couldn't have done what, what Emmanuel did. Well, by right? the His way, name is Emmanuel, I think. Uh, Emmanuel H.O., I believe. H-O, yeah, okay. H-O? I thought it was Emmanuel. I went in not wanting to like him. I'll be honest. And he won me over within the first 15 minutes. And by the end, I was like, I love this guy. Like this guy has his own thing going and he's able to have these tough conversations. Didn't you love when he'd be like, would you like to give Matt a hug? Seeing as you may no, never see him again in your life. <laughs> My friends and I were texting. We were absolutely dying. We're like, this is so dramatic. Like, it was like, yes. You will never see him again in Chris your life. Harrison what are you going to say never do him? it. But he was still respectful. But the the, the two hour part, uh, you know, of the actual episode, I just got so tired of like, you know, Matt James crying and then Chris Harrison coming up like, what's up, man? Like, yeah. He'd be like, What's up, brother? Like, it would like be like, hey, brother, let me communicate with you. He would try to hip it. He tried to hip himself up. Sometimes. I know the way he greeted Matt always killed me, like giving him the bro up, handshake. What's up, and dude? I'm like, what's up? yeah, he said, what's up, dude? And I was like, did he seriously just say that? I heard that. I'm excited Chris Harrison's out. I don't know why people are so obsessed with Chris. He's barely even in the show. So well, I'm excited. Like to changes. See, people don't I know, like changes. But I'm excited and- to see Tasha and Caitlin and to see a woman supporting a woman going through this. Who has been oh, through this? Oh, I never thought. I didn't think about it from that perspective. That's great. And I don't like, I just, my thing is, I keep saying is that don't ever let your bosses see that your your job can be done just as good and cheaper. So Definitely. You know, like, <laughs> it, well, and part of me was like, do you think they, they're having two, they announced you guys, I announced it on the show today. They're having two bachelorette seasons this year, which is just too much. Like just make one good one. But do you think part of it is so that the second one they'll have Chris back and they're like, Chris, you, you didn't miss really anything, you know? Maybe part of me, and this is just realistic part of me is that someone was like, it should be Michelle. And they probably were like, we can't have two black bachelorettes in a row. I truly could see them saying that. And then they were like, well, let's do Katie. And then it's a mix because that feels like, whoa, we're really stepping out there. I don't agree with that if that is what was said, but I could really see them not wanting, because it was Tasha not wanting to just I love Tasha. I, I love Tasha. I love Michelle. I'm glad she didn't end up. See, I'm not I'm not in love with Michelle, but like I'll see for me it's all she's just come down. pure Michelle. I didn't feel she was there for fame for you anything. For like Robin, you should see if you can reach out and get that basketball jersey she made for him. Oh yeah. It was so mean. Oh my god, I knew he was gonna break up with her. And well, she's like, look, mine's he, Mrs. When, James. When he got it, the, so his, his eyes, he was like, 
You could see it. You could see he was just, he was like, shit, this is so real. I got to get out of this, you know? Yeah. So um, I hope they cast good men for these women. I think they're both good women. I'm glad it's not a Southern Belle who loves Jesus as another pick. No offense to any of them, but that has been like the past few kind of type people from that they've picked. So I hope we don't get that <laughs> again. Um so as we wind down here, as we stop, actually, I just like, what, what is the last thing is, do you want, by the way, does your, does your uh, husband make fun of what you do? No. Oh no. He's so nice and supportive. I actually just went to the <laughs> office before we started. And I was like, honey, I'm 25. <laughs> High five, Joe Grit. No, no, no. He's, he's a big supporter of it. I mean, he's watched some, he knows summer, he knows the summer house guys always like guys. That's a good ladies out I there. I told you we love Amanda. If you're trying to get your guy into a Bravo show, start with Summer House. It's a great- And Vanderpump. He's watched a lot of Vanderpump with me. Great gateway drug. Great. Um, yeah. What do you hope, Bravo? Um, we see a lot of stuff now about potentially Winter House, All-Star Housewives. What do you hope? Are you excited about these these additions and Bravo pivoting into a uh, really kind of, not exploiting, but um, enticing the fan base that's already there? I think so. I like it. You know, um, I like the idea of these- it, it almost feels like the housewives are like Avengers and yes. we've all had our individual series and give me like Avengers Endgame, like bring the universe, bring the Bravo verse together. So you want people to die. Happens. You want people to actually die in the show. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, saying? But then snap and then they come snap back. And then, so. yeah, that's, that's a deep cut for all you geeks out there. Yeah. Andy is um, Thanos maybe. And uh, <laughs> yeah. What if the, the, uh, the infinity rings are just like jewelries that like Kyle got stolen from or something, you know? Yeah. Like I, I would love to see them interact much more. Cause I think a lot of these ladies are friends across the franchises and we have had so few crossover where you really think they're it's ridiculous. There would be more. So especially taking advantage of, like, like the winter house, like these kind of younger, you know, millennials, people my age or, that I like seeing them just as much as the housewives, but I like that idea of, you, of combining it. Did you see that um, uh, Dumois thing where they, they potentially are casting for a show based around Leva's Republic on Southern Charm? I did see that. And Vanderpump Rules will never be recreated. It can never be. Well, it can never be recreated, but I will say Vanderpump Rules does not have a pe- patent on hot bartenders. Like, no, 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 no. Each other. I should say more. You can't create an authentic group of people like that. So if Leva's restaurant doesn't have an authentic group of people with intermixing relationships in the way VPR did, not that it wouldn't be good, but other networks E tried it with um, some. Oh, the, the Abbey one? Yeah, the Abby one, like others have kind of tried it. And I just don't know if it's as interesting, if it's not, you know, the way that the weave was woven before, you know, even the first episode of Vanderpump aired. Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited to see whatever happens. I'm I'm game for anything they can throw our way. And I just want them to get in the game. You know, I don't want uh, TLC or Netflix or any of these other streaming services to overtake them when Bravo created so much of this genre that we mm-hmm. love. So uh, anything uh, coming up for you that we need to support or be a part of? Um, on Saturday, I'm doing uh, Instagram Live with Ooh. Bravo. Oh my God, which I 
rarely do those. So I'm excited. Oh yeah, bravo. Oh my God. Another account that I keep meaning to, to get on the podcast. That's going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You just go to Bravo, oh my God, Bravo OMG's account and the, you just click on there and you can watch a live conversation for an hour. Yeah, so um, that's about it. So much. Well, just thank you so po- much. Post in a way. Oh, I do have an Etsy shop if anyone wants to check oh, that yes, out too. Please, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, I have Etsy trivia. Um, so it's trivia games that you can play on Zoom with your friends in person. They're all like PDFs. They're all really cheap. I have one for, I think, every single franchise. Um, do you ever host a game? I haven't yet. I have thought of it many times, but I haven't I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I should though. Cool. Yeah. And now I haven't figured out if how to do it or how I want to do it, but they're really fun. Um, all, all varying levels, I should say. <laughs> well, you can find out all that information at her Instagram account at brands by Bravo. All the information will be in the description of the podcast, uh, but go support everything that she does. And Danielle, I mean, just amazing conversation. It's just, it's good when it can just be two people that just talking about what they love. <laughs> yes. I literally could probably keep going for another three hours. I know. I was like, ah, I got it's Bravo. Go to and also, life. you know, you're the first person I've talked to besides my husband in like four days. So it all, it all explodes out of me. COVID has really not been good for the extrovert in me. (laughs) Enjoy, uh, enjoy Dallas tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Start tearing the old man down, run past the heather and down to the old road. Start turning the grain to the ground, rolling newly over. In the middle of the night, there's an old man shedding around in the gathering rain. Mister, if you're gonna walk on water, could uh, you drop a line my way? Omaha, somewhere in middle America, you do right to the heart of matters. It's the heart that matters more. Thank you for the time your ticket in Get your money back out the door So you start threading a needle Brush past the shuttle Slides through the cold room Turn the world across the wire And roll a new light over In the middle of the night There's an old man Girl to the ground and roll a new love over. 
Batches.